can't take for granted what we just did. Can't take for granted. How many of y'all ever grew up Jehovah Witness? Okay. Look at that. Just, that bird is in there. Right, look at that. Well, let me tell you about the Lord's evening meal. They, this is what they call it. All right. Yeah, they call it the Lord's evening meal. I grew up. My mother was a Jehovah Witness. I grew up. And then I got into some other cult activity and, and Islam and all that stuff, you know. I got into all of that. You need to know who your pastor is, too. Okay? Can I just say that? He said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Mean that you can't really select. He said he would give you one that's designed for your wilderness journey. Okay, what you want to talk about? I'm pretty sure I've been through it. See, you got a lot of pastors who have not been through the wilderness. So how are they going to lead you through the wilderness if they don't know? That's a whole nother. And you do. You really have to be designed. You really have to be called. And you need to understand your call. And you need to know the mantle that goes along with your call. And you need to know how to tap into the power that you need as a shepherd. A shepherd is a professional friend. That's what he is. He's a nurturer. He's an encourager. Come on, little sheep, let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's do this thing together. He's watchful. He's intuitive. He knows how to lead. <laughs> Always. That's right. He said, I will give you shepherds. I will give you one that is capable, purposeful. Designed for your specific wilderness journey. This is where we are right now. We're, we're on our way to heaven, right? Okay, so when they exited Israel, exited or Hebrews exited Egypt, they were on their journey to where? The promised land. Same story right now. There's only one story. So right now, this is why I have shepherds, because they're leading you someplace. So my job is to lead you to Shemayim, get you to heaven, if you would obey and harden not your heart and take and take. Come on, let's go on there and take Proverbs 12, 1. And take Proverbs 12, 1 before we go anywhere. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Minister? Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. 
<laughs> no one made that up. It's been there all the while. So you got to lay down the foundation. And that's the thing. We, 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 we lay down the foundation wrong. A house only has one foundation. It don't have two. It has one. And normally you don't see the foundation. You just experience and trust that the structure and the walls, the windows, the plumbing, everything is going to be, it's going to hold its integrity on the foundation. Everything lies on the foundation. The man is the foundation of the family. That ain't no mistake. God made that. That's why two women can't be the foundation in the home. Nor can it be two men. That's the wrong foundation. <laughs> I teach. Okay. And, he, and you, and this is another thing. You, it's like the found, our, our foundation of this Christian walk has got to be laid down correctly because if it's not laid down correctly everything you build upon it is jeopardized everything everything depends on the foundation how sturdy is your foundation is your belief built on truth now, you could have a truth, but is it the truth? So we've been talking about the heart. We've been talking about the heart for the last couple of weeks, and we've been talking about giving. It's, it's the heart. It's not the money. Because soon the saint here give, that's what they think. I told, I'm teaching a series on give to give, not give to get. God so loved that he gave. This heart thing, this heart situation is the issue. Your situation, your circumstance, what you're going through, what happened to you is a heart issue. Yeah? So the Bible said out of that all of the issues of life that you're going through right now is your heart. So maybe we need to examine the heart. The body of Christ don't do this. They, they want to go in. You blessed. I'm blessed. You blessed. But you don't love nobody. You don't trust nobody. Your heart is wrong. Why were you born? You were born to make a difference. You were actually born to make a difference in the earth. Once you identify your purpose, your call, and everyone is called, but only a few. Mm, chosen, answer, whichever you want to do it. Here. Oh, excuse me. Here. Hmm. Can I throw your key? Discipline. Mm. 
You see that? To learn, you must love being corrected. <laughs> Who just hate to be corrected? Go, don't. I won't look. Raise your hand. Who don't like to be corrected? <laughs> when you don't like to be corrected, it's your heart. It's the issue. And see, see, you don't even care if it's right or wrong, good or bad. It's how you feel. Mm, mm, mm. Discipline. I'm going to throw you a key. Discipline is the key to your destiny. Uh-oh, hold on. I ain't finished it. Watch this. The key to your destiny Is your thought life. This is what I'm going to teach you on today about the heart. Go and get it. The key to your destiny, because you're going someplace. I told you when you're stagnant, you become a target for the enemy. I told you this is what happens. Like, when you're wounded, what happens is now you're wounded and you're bleeding. You know, a pride, that's a, that's a, a pack of female lions. So they attack the weak prey, wound them before the balls come, the lion. But that's what happens. So when you're wounded and you're not healed, you become a victim. You become a target for the enemy. So now they attack you on every area of your life. You're all around. You're 365. They got you. 365 days and 360 degrees. They got you. Every angle. When you are not healed. As I was telling you about Jehovah Witness. So let me, let me just show you. What they do, I've been in there. So you got 500 people. And if you are fortunate, you may see one person actually take the wine and break the bread. But they're supposed to be Christian. No one takes communion, but they call it the Lord's evening meal. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Aren't you the anointed of God? Aren't you? You're supposed to be. He called you a saint. He called you a friend. So only, listen, so they say only the anointed can drink of it. See how the enemy gets you? I thought we were gathering for this purpose. See this? See how the enemy, he, whenever he, you're ignorant in any area, he can get an advantage over you. That's why you got to come to church so you can get some reconnaissance and learn. I told you on Tuesday, you're in a battle. Why y'all acting like y'all not in one? You just forget the part of the scripture. He said, this warfare is not with flesh and blood. But I don't like you. You're battling the flesh now. You, you've just lost what the real agenda and target is. Okay. All right. You know why? Because it's your way you think. So 
before I get into the teaching, and I'm going to take my time. I don't know if I'm going to get it all out today. I got like 10 pages, so you know that's not going to happen. <sighs> but I'm going to give you first some, some Hebrew and Greek definitions of thinking, thought, and the mind. Then we can get into the scripture. Amen? Amen. But just had to clip a few things. Thinking, it's a lot of things, but thinking is this. It's the ability to create, now watch this, a reality. Now that reality don't need to be, it could be false or true. It doesn't, it doesn't, that's right, doesn't mean, but, but that's what thinking does. See, this is the image that you have. Everything, nothing happens until you have a thought. Nothing is faster than a thought. Not even light. Travels 86,000, 86 million miles per second, but 1,000 miles per second, but it's not faster than thought. Now, that's a D-Wade computer for you in your mind. God, make no mistake about your abilities. So you, it's the ability to create a reality. This is what thinking allows. Think about that for a second. And the worlds were framed. That's plural. Worlds were framed. What world are you in? What world have you created and decided to live in? Oh, uh, man. I'm going to go. Here's this Bible. I'm going to show you Bible. This is the issue. The way you think doesn't allow God's thought to enter into your heart. That's why you got, like, atheists. That's how you got people of the faith. The, the way you think doesn't allow. Listen, the way you think doesn't allow God's thoughts to enter into your heart, not your mind. Dijon, it's so good to see you, man. Got you. Got you. Love you, man. Glory to God. Amen. My goodness. You got to tell folks you love them while they're alive. Yes. Don't go to their grace. I tell them, I love you. They, you should have told them that when you yes. saw them and you walked past them. Right. You should have told them that then. Man. Amen. <laughs> Woo. My goodness. Watch this. A lot of times the thinking ends up being the problem. Come on, we're we supposed to still be examining ourselves. We're supposed to still be examining ourselves. The thinking ends up to be, being the problem sometimes. The context of this teaching is that Yahweh, God, in the Old Testament they called him Yahweh. Elohim, God. Okay? Yahweh, Yahweh, I mean, you know, just... You got, you got the sacred name people. You got, you, it's so many different things out here. I'm trying to get y'all focused on. <laughs> we got all the names, but yeah, but do you believe? In the name. You got folks just, just doctoring about everything. You got to find a place where there's truth. You got to find a place where there's not an amalgamation, a mixing of the world and the word. 
There's only one gospel. There's only one good news. But because I don't agree with the doctrine, I'll create another one to fit my agenda. That's right. And your thoughts. A lot of things y'all are experiencing is coming out of the actions of your thoughts. Just think about it. A, a lot of things that you're experiencing right now is because the actions of your thoughts. Okay, here's the heart of the matter. An idea, a thought comes into your mind, your soul. And if you hold that thought, meditate on it, mold over it for a while, that thought eventually ends up in your heart where your emotions get attached to that thought. Listen closely. All right. Y'all need me to repeat that? Oh, y'all got it. You want to pick it up on the tape, on the... On the CD. All right. She said, keep it moving. All right. Keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen to this. I said it attaches your emotion, gets attached to your thoughts. Now watch this. And when that thought gets a daily devotion, your regular nurturing of it, and when you do it long enough, that emotion, that emotional thought will manifest in an action. See the world you're creating? Mm. Your world. Your thoughts. Okay. And when an action is repeated and long enough, it creates what? A habit. And that habit will take you to a destiny. Mm -hmm. Or it would lead you somewhere or someplace. Y'all know what I mean. Now they done took me there. Well, where did they take you? How did I end up in this place? What took you there? What took you there? Oh, they took me there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I said your habit, your, I said your habits create a destiny. How you think create a destiny and it takes you someplace. And a lot of you have asked yourself the question, how did I get here? How did I arrive at this place? Because you've been thinking it in action manifested. Okay, see, I'm, I'm going to get there because I'm still talking about the heart, but I, I got to get you to see first about your thought life. Because then you, you don't have the right understanding of your thoughts upon God. And if you don't have the right thoughts upon God, you can't have the right thoughts upon your brother, your sister. You can't. So this is why I got to go this way. This, can y'all go with me? All right. All right. Remember, actions repeated over time become habits, and habits lead you to a destination. Okay? All right. Everything, and it's so right. This is how you know every Holy Spirit, because I didn't talk to you. You ain't talking about it. Everything starts with a thought. 
It's right there. See, I want to go. You want to be at a place where there's confirmation that the word is the word of God. Let every word be established by two or three witnesses. This is how we do it. See, our own judicial system is built in the kingdom. All right. Hmm. Shouldn't have to take anyone to court. I love that scripture. You say, what? you don't have two wise people? You don't have no wise men around that you all can't decide or get over this dispute? Not even amongst you? Don't you know the world is watching? Mm. There you go. It's hard to find just two saints that really love each other. Let alone, you know, the world. You're not going to love your enemy. You can't get to that level if you don't like the person you're living with. How are you going to love your enemy? You come to church, you should learn. You should be ready to learn. It should be examining. I'm going to show you how your thoughts is taking you. Right here while you're sitting here. Your thoughts is leading you somewhere. Some of you left already. No, we don't have service too long. We haven't built up any spiritual stamina. Because your flesh, you can watch. You, you went to the Avengers. That's three hours long. You didn't blink twice. You can watch football, basketball, anything you want that you want to do. The problem is, you, I'm going to tell you, it's your heart. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. It's our hearts. It's our hearts. It's our hearts about it. It's our hearts about God. How you try to rush out of the presence of God? That's right. Okay, here we go. That's right. We might get some things accomplished then. See, that's your heart. Here we go. Everything starts with a thought. We should always be asking ourselves this when we're making decisions. We exist to make decisions. Okay, Adam and Eve first in the garden. What did they, they had to make a choice, a decision. To obey or rebel. So you were created to make decisions. And your decisions are based on your thoughts. Mm -hmm. How do you think about things? We're always asking questions like, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? How do you feel? Now, what's with, what's with that one? When you ask somebody how they feel, you're really asking them how they have attached, how they have emotionally Connected to their thoughts. That's really what you're asking. How have you emotionally connected to your thoughts? How do you feel? Mm. Okay. Here we go. So what? So what and how are you thinking? All day. You make choices and decisions. What are you thinking? Because I say your thoughts determine your choice. Go to Philippians. 
Mm, just something real simple here. Hold on. The word is not complex. Uh, the word is just an open book test. It's just an open book test. Not a closed book, an open book. So you can have. See, the problem is you don't recognize the answer. Oh, excuse me, you don't recognize truth. So you can have the answers in the open book test. The answer's all right there, A, B, C, D, which one? But you don't, and it's open, and you can go back and review which one it is, and it'll tell you, this is A, this is B, this is C, and we still fail. Something you should be, like, upset when you fail an open book test. Something to be like, wait a minute, hold up, something ain't right. Minister, go to Ephesians 5, uh, 2, 5 through 9. I'd like, I'd like 5, but I want to go all the way to 9 just to add a little more backdrop. But go ahead, start at 5. Um, Amplified. In the Amplified Bible, Ephesians chapter 2 at verse 5. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship. Uh, 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 uh. Philippians. That's good, too, though. That's real good. Philippians 2, 5. Philippians chapter 2 at verse 5. <laughs> Let this same attitude mm. and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Read it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Let's hear it now. Verse 5. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, mm. which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. He's saying that we should have the same thought process that Yeshua, Jesus had. The mind. Let the thought process be in you. Humbled. Mm. We keep letting our fleshly thinking, our soulless thinking, get in the way of our heavenly or spiritual thinking. There's, there's no way if we really had the mind of Christ, we would be in disarray with each other. I need to see where the father and the son had a confrontation. That it, okay, that I'm right and what's best. Now let that same mind allow it in you. Now think about your relationship. Do you, have you allowed his mind to be, have you allowed that process 
that understanding take root now in you. See, this is why it's hard for us to win the world. Because they see us divided. Paul said there's more divorce in the church than it is in the world. We run it head to head, neck to neck with them. What's wrong? Something's wrong. See, this is talking about giving. See, the, the enemy to generosity is selfishness. So we're selfish with ourselves. We, is the word, first of all, is the word of God true? It's not about your personality. It's about, is the word of God true? And he said, allow this process to begin in you. But you keep fleshly thinking. You keep soulless thinking. So you can't hear and understand the heavenly thinking. We're listening. We're letting. Listen, we're letting. We're letting. Listen to what I just said. We're letting our flesh lead us. It's not making. It's, you're allowing it. To lead you. This is why he said, let. Now let me. Let my mind. That same mind. Look at that. Let the same attitude. Attitude is everything. Attitude and purpose. If you have his mind. Humble you. That's what's wrong. We, we haven't been humbled yet. Mm. You've been frustrated. But you ain't been humbled yet. See, it's like, it's like we go to church, but we, we don't understand how to conceive the word. Well, you can't give birth to anything that you have never conceived. So we have a lot of miscarriages in the body of Christ. You know why? Because it's the way you think. Can't nobody tell you anything. Can't nobody approach you with the truth. You get upset, offended. So you will never see that we are to be unified as the body. Because all you can see is you. In the body. So we just got a lot of free radicals running around in the body. Oh my God. Y'all gotta, y'all, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna have to come back next week because I ain't no way I'm gonna finish this. <sighs> if you wanna learn, see, that's another thing. Don't start something. Why do we always start something and never follow through? You're not being diligent. He said, the hand of the diligent maketh. Amen. But see, then you got to be careful even when you hear rich. You got to understand what he was saying in the context. Because everything with God, we turn it into the material. But God is spirit. But our concern is material. Things. 
He said, Every, all these things and things that you value, they, they will decay in time, like you, like your body. It's in time, but it's decaying. But it's just your body, but that's not who you are. You are, man is a spirit. I don't care how many billions they got. It's going to pass away. Mm, okay. And since we were talking about the heart, I was talking to the minister. And, I, and, and this is another thing. Everybody, as soon as you mention tithe or offering, everybody get up. Pay your tithe. The Bible never says pay your tithe. It said bring. It said bring. You, said, you can't give what's not yours. You cannot give what's not yours. He said, the tenth is mine. Bring it to me. I paid my tithe. I, I gave my, no, the Bible didn't say that. They're not yours. It said, bring. Bring what is mine. Just got the wrong heart. You got to have the right heart. Everything is attached to your heart. In the kingdom, everything is attached to your heart. And I'm going to show you that once, there's just no way I'm going to get to all of it today. But, but follow me. All right. All right, teacher. He said, I got next. All right, here we go. I'll do it after then, too. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. What kind of shepherd ain't got a word? Okay. I'm ready. Here we go. Here we go. You got to stop letting your flesh lead you. Lead you by its thoughts. My question is, what are you thinking? I'm going to give you, we're going to probably start. I'm going to give you a combination of Greek and Hebrew words translated for thought, think, and mind. All right? All right. So when you hear words like thought, think, and mind, it's referring to uh, intention. It's, it's referring to intention, to plan, thought, think, and mind. And I said I'm going to give you kind of Greek and Hebrew mixed in here, okay? So when you hear that in those words and how they use it, it means intention, thought, think, and mind. It means intention, to plan. Um, whether... Uh, whether it's bad or bad plot or as good advice. So, what's the intention of that idea? I'm trying to help you how to think. What's the intention of that idea? What's behind the thought? We're talking about intention. What are you hoping to accomplish with that thought? See, some of your thoughts is just meant for evil, the destruction of you and others. Okay. See, it's like we, we don't know how to think. This is thinking 101. See, then people get mad when you tell them you don't know how to think. The 
here's what a shepherd does. You're going in the wrong direction. You're thinking wrong. See, and then you, you get people like, he don't know what he's talking about. I know me. And you're making my point. You're making my point. You don't know how to think. I didn't say you weren't dumb. I didn't say you weren't intelligent. I didn't say any of those things, did I? Thinking has to do with intent. A plan. Okay. It's for you how to question your thoughts. What's the intention? What's the thought behind it? What is this thought going to accomplish? What's the fruit that's going to come out of this thought? See, as believers, see, we, we get things all backwards. It's all on your feelings. I didn't say feelings were wrong. It just shouldn't lead you. Okay, this is going to be really good. Um, then, then subtitle again, and we talk about those words is what's the imagination that goes along with the thoughts. Go to Genesis six. Well, there we go. Holy Ghost. (laughs) Y'all learning something? Y'all enthusiastic? Y'all awake? All right, man. All right. All right. Come on. Go to Genesis Amplified. Um, Put Amplified and the New King James up, minister, at the same time. Genesis 6, 5. Talking about imagination at the moment. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. Reading in the Amplified Bible, the Lord saw that the, that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination and intention of all human thinking mm. was only evil continually. New King James, wise right there. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Some of you have experienced this. See, a lot of times we just say things, but we never think about what we said. Too late because you've already attached your emotions and your heart about it. That's why it blurts out. You know that's been you. So God, so God really, he destroyed that world because of the thoughts of the people's hearts. And he's going to do it again. There's only one story, y'all. What's going to happen? Read the book. You'll see what's going to happen. And a prudent man sees danger and he prepares. Oh, see, it's like we don't really read the word in context of today. It's the Old Testament. Which is just the 
New Testament healed, concealed. Yeah? New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. See, we, we say that a lot. People are like, yeah, yeah. But you, did you hear what you just said? It's revealed. Now, it's the revelation. The revealing. That's what apocalypse is. It's the revealing. That's what it means. Amen? Okay. So you're in the season of revealing. Mm. Okay. So the imagination goes with your idea, your thoughts. We can imagine all kinds of things, can't we? Good and bad. Imagination, it also refers to purpose. What is the purpose of this thought? I told you men should be thinkers. Hmm. Exactly. What is this going to accomplish? My imagination. It also refers to mentally disposed. In other words, what's my mindset? What's my focus? Hmm. Another word when you hear thinking is deliberation. To exercise the mind or to let the thoughts. This is what you don't do. You want to exercise your mind. This is why you can't be. When you, when you start just playing video games all the time, see what? You are wasting thoughts. Oh, I'm trying to tell you. Such a waste of time. Such a waste of productivity. I didn't say you couldn't. But if it's leading you, it's guiding you 90% of the time, and you're investing in it, and you won't invest in your own library, something is wrong. Okay? Didn't say that. Listen, you just can't let thoughts run in your head. But, but you do. But people do. This is why you do what you do. Because now it's in action. It's in habit. Because you allow them thoughts to just take. Okay. All right. You can't just let them run rampant. Or you are going to use your will. See, you have to use your will to take control over your thoughts. Go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. 10. Start at 3. 3 through 5. And. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk, we live in the flesh. We are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overflow, overthrow, and destruction of strongholds. Mm. 
Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings mm. and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> So when the scripture tells us to take every thought into captivity, it don't mean you take that thought and put it behind bars. Hmm? It simply means this. Take the thought under your control. You are to take that thought under Submit, it's under control. You can't just let it run rampant. Okay. You just don't let it run its course. And do whatever it wants. Watch this. This is what mad people do. This is what insane people through. They do this. Their thoughts run them. Their thoughts, their actual thoughts have them in captivity instead of you taking them in captivity. Their thoughts, an insane person, a mad person, their thoughts have them in captivity. Exactly. And it tells you that. It said, bring every thought into captivity under your control. See, everybody wants to just put everything on God. You got to do something. He's given you power, dutimus, ability, might. He's given you all those things. Now bring that thought under control. See, we won't do it. This, and because if you don't, it leads into a habit. You continue to think about this. When the guy stabbed me, when, when Star Dead stabbed me, my thought was continuously to kill him. The man that stabbed me three times, my thought was to kill him. I continuously thought about it, meditated on it. My emotion, it was already in my heart. Mm. See, everybody, you, you, you know, I want to physically, but a lot of you murder with your mouth and your thoughts. Okay, yeah, you do. Who got road rage? Look at your heart. Mm -mm. See, this is the same thing that happens to people. <laughs> I didn't get y'all back. You, you have to stop allowing your emotions, your thoughts to run you, bring you into captivity. That's just what's happened to a lot of us. Our thoughts bring us into captivity. This is what happens to a person that's under the influence of alcohol or drugs or pharmacia, which just means sorcery. So drugs are sorcery. 
Anything that puts you out of an out of their uh, it alters your state of being. It's not of God. I don't care how good it feels. Their thoughts are controlling them. So this is why when a person is under, you can't reason with them. Because they're not in control of their thoughts. So you can't reason with them. As much as you love them, as much as you talk to them, they're not in their right mind. Yes, you will. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. To exercise or the, to exercise the mind is the ability to take that thought and say this. Hold on. I'm going to exercise my mind now. It's the ability to tell that thought, hold on. Should I be thinking this way? Hold on. I just placed a thought here. Then I took another thought and was able to analyze this thought to see if I'm thinking right. Should I be doing this? I can pause that thought and come over and look at it from another perspective. You see. Look. You have the ability to think about a thought to see if that thought should that you should be having it. See, most of you don't do it. You just go with the thought. You never pause that thought. Should I eat that cheesecake? I'm going to talk about it. Should I take that thought? I need to bring that thought into captivity. And bring it under. Should I? Should I do that? No, nah, you're going to get the cheesecake. You, never, uh -uh, you don't even consider. Should I have that waffle? It's how you think. It's your decisions. See, I told you, you haven't exercised your mind. You haven't done that. Reading a book, don't exercise your mind. Experiencing the decision and able to choose helps you exercise your mind. When you're presented to actually do it. I told you, I want wisdom. I pray for wisdom. Well, you're going to have to be in a situation where you're going to need wisdom. So that's how God answers that prayer. He's going to drop down in me. No, I'm going to put you in a very difficult situation. So you're going to have to learn. That's what wisdom is. How to maneuver skillfully through life. I want wisdom. I pray for wisdom. Well, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to show you the, I'm going to give you the experience so you can have it. Then you can judge whether I was wise in that or not. All right. And if you fail it, he'll set you up again. Woo, okay, my God. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Think about this. 
Y'all learning? Yeah. Told you when you ignorant in the area, he can get an advantage over you. See, comes in your thinking. That's one of the battlefields. How you think. All right. So look at that. Now think about that. God built as our creator. He built in a a built-in editor. No, he built in a, a premiere. Final cut. Pinnacle. He, he built that into your mind. He built non-editing, uh, linear editing in you. I can pull out that piece. I can pull out that thought and edit my life. I don't need to have that thought. I can pull that out. Y'all just keep it in and just keep running in the loop. Oh, man. See, you don't know. See, you, your thinking's been wrong. You don't know how to think. When it comes to something tragic that happened to you. It doesn't happen to all of us. If you want to be truthful about it. Mm-hmm. Somebody, that's what he does. <sighs> okay, here we go. You have the built-in editor. We have the ability to analyze a thought. Yes, we do. You, see, you have the ability to pause that thought. Do I... Do I do I say something to this person? You have the ability to pause it. And analyze. Listen. My heart now. See I forget I'm a believer. You have that ability. To pause that thought. But see what happens is. Because you've been so repetitively. In that mode. And it comes out natural. It's almost like your nature now. This is what happens. I'm almost finished for the day. Yep. I'm going to have to end right here. So what's that called? It's called exercising the mind. Woo. Teacher going to the back. Well, I mean, I got five more minutes. Can I, can I do it? Five more minutes? Yo. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> Pay no attention uh, to the man. Thank you. Edit that out. I'm going to need some of y'all to edit some things out your life. Some bad habits. You need to edit some things out. Analyze the thought. It's not fruitful. It's not going to prosper me. So why am I keeping it? Why am I keeping it? Yes, it did happen. But it's not happening now. Jesus. All right. What's your mindset? This is another definition. Think that I was telling you about think, thought, and mind. In the Hebrew and Greek, it's asking, what's your mindset? What has shaped your thoughts? What has shaped your opinions? Are you being guided by the culture? Or events in your life? 
That's, that's, that's what most of us, most of us are the events that happen to our life. It's what's leading your thoughts. Mm, mm, mm. It's called past thoughts. It's, how come you don't leave your past thoughts in the past? How come you try to make them your present thoughts? And then you interact with everyone based on your thoughts of what happened to you. You don't give a person a chance. I mean, it's like in marriage counseling, you, you know, you, you meet people and they, they soon I'm talking to this couple and they start talking about their ex. It has nothing. It's not it's not relevant to the situation. Oh, but that's where you are, which give this person that you're trying to have a relationship. It's not fair to them because you haven't left that place to come to this place. Y'all know that's true. You know why? Because it's how you think. Oh, when, if I'm going to keep this thing going on. We're going to come all the way to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show y'all where we're going to end up at. Mm, mm, mm. Man, so here we go. Man. So it's like this. I, I'll use an example. Y- yesterday, God always just, he just put it out there. You just got to be able to see it when he's talking to you. So I'm having troubles. Well, I was having troubles with my uh, internet at the house. It kept dropping and everything. And I called a guy and I'm like, what is it? First of all, I'm going to do, well, you know, if you come out, it's going to be a $75 fee. I'm like, when do y'all start this? But anyway, I didn't get charged. So <laughs> the reason why the service was so slow, for some reason, there was a filter on the back of my Cable modem. The guy was like, who put this here? I'm like, I said, call there. <laughs> I, blame, I blame my son-in-law. I blame my son-in-law. So, <laughs> I was going to send you the $75 check. No, I'm just joking. So, but the filter, he said, the only problem is, it's this filter is slowing down the full bandwidth. So a lot of you have filters in your hearts that are slowing down the full bandwidth of God and the experience you're supposed to have because a filter is there and you don't know that it's there. And I didn't know that it was there. So yep, we blame somebody else. That's what we do. That's what I did. So y'all see what I'm saying? So incidents and things and thoughts that you've had are like filters. They slow you down from having the fullness of the relationship that you're supposed to have with God and man. Because somebody hurt you and you didn't have anybody to help you deal with that hurt. Now you let it manifest into bitterness and selfishness and all these other things. But if I had properly understood the equipment and saw a foreign object that didn't, didn't need to be there. See, it was supposed to be there for a time, but not to stay there. So I had to call in the repair people who were expert at identifying what's in your way. See, I'm a first start 
like it. It is God just do it. You can see God in everything. So the first examination started outside the house to see if it was properly done. You know the where it's coming from was it outside? But then they had to go. Where, guess where they had to end up at? Inside. It won't outside in the flesh. It was the heart. It, it was. Did y'all get that? All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to come back next week. We're going to pick up next week. There's so much more. And somebody. Mm-mm. Hey, teacher. Got to love the man of God. All right. You know, when you got to pull him away from the word, he is truly a man of God. I want to keep going. Thank you, Pastor, for the teaching. Closure. Can we just give God a hand clap of appreciation for the engrafted word of God that's able to change our soul and our direction in life within a moment if we would just take upon what he has said. Uh, I believe, Pastor, you were in Philippians 2, right? And 5. Let's just go there quickly. We I just wanted to share with you how Holy Spirit can just sum up. Because we, when we leave here, you, you've heard over an hour and or so of information, right? But it's like, what do I do with what I just heard? What was the Holy Spirit really saying to me? So I wanted to just kind of help you when you leave here. Because a lot was poured into your spirit, but I don't know how much you really received. Are you there, man of God? Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. So what is the word attitude? He's saying let, let this attitude See, we say that we struggle being a Christian. We struggle loving people. We struggle doing what's right. It should be easy for us now being we're born anew. It should be easy to love. It should be easy for us to walk in peace. It should be easy for us to be one because we have the mind of Christ, not our own mind. So the question is, why can't we seem to, for those who say that they are born again, walk as one? Because attitude, we don't have the same attitude. Attitude, and this is so, this is just was a glorious, glorious, and just deeper insight of attitude. It is a settled mind. It's a settled mind that's, look, a settled mind that's in the position, see, it has an advantage. The settled mind is at an advantage because the position of your perception is accurate. It says, have the same attitude, which is a sane mind. You can always be thinking right because Your way of thinking is always wrong. So 
with you being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it permits or you have the opportunity to have the mind of Christ. What is and what does it look like to have and possess and operate and facilitate the mind of Christ? It is to, the attitude again is to have a settled mind that's positioned with a perception of an advantage. So I get to see what I can't see. I get to hear what you're really trying to say to me. So I'm not offended. All the things that are irrelevant to this conversation is far removed. So I'm not offended. I'm not hurt. I'm not angry. Because I'm positioned at a fixed point of advantage where my perception is accurate. See, it's accurate. See, and then it puts me in a place to where I even grieve for you because you can't seem to articulate and really share your thoughts the way that you should. I, see, I end up interceding for you because I'm at an advantage. My mind is settled. It's fixed in a position of advantage. Oh, see, when you're in that position, I can't be hurt. You can walk out my life, and I'm, I see because I saw it coming. I, I, it's positioned me, my perception, and how I see is accurate. Y'all just don't know. To have the attitude of Christ, it means to, you have your, your mind, your way of thinking. It's on lockdown on being at advantage. See, you're, you're not emotionally moved. See, depression can't come near you because your mind is on lock. It can't go no other way except the way that it's, it's been called and operated. It's been called to operate in a certain function, and that's accuracy. See, see, the mind of Christ discerns. You're fixed in on a proper perception of what really is. I see the enemy. I know when you're in your flesh. I know when you're in your flesh, and I know when this is of not of God. I know when this is demonic. I know when this is of your flesh. I know when you're walking by the perception of Holy Spirit. All that is attitude. Sorry, pastor. He just, he just, these words are pulled out. And, and, and purpose. What is purpose? Purpose is spirit. Purpose is simply spirit. Have my spirit. See, what happens is that your flesh calls upon sin. <laughs> See, but Holy Spirit, this is what, what he means by casting those thoughts down and bringing them to captivity. It means that Holy Spirit is present and it calls upon his commands. I don't See, come on now. See, but your flesh calls upon sin. But Holy Spirit compels and empowers you to call upon his command. 
See, what's not happening is that when you have that thought, as Pastor was saying, and see, what happens is that when you have a thought, there are affections that tie with your thought, with your will. Sorry, Pastor. They need to leave with that. They need to leave with... <laughs> I'm ending right here. I'm, I'm ending right here. Because it's simply just saying have the, have the mind of Christ. This is what this... See, God, he said this again in, in the New Testament, but he said it in another way here in the New Testament. Have the mind of Christ. And what does the mind of Christ look like? See, he said, there's no variance with me. I don't change. See, situation, circumstance, how you act, how you act doesn't cause me to change. I'm unmovable. Oh, my God. See, what, what's happening is you allow people words to cause you to be moved from your faith, to remove from your love, to be removed from the commands of God. Now you're acting all ungodly because you haven't called upon the commands of God. It's easy. It's easy, but what we're not doing, we're not doing, we're not, we're not denying the flesh. Possible say I crucify daily. And to do that, I have to know the only way to do that is to be led by the Spirit. When I'm led by the Spirit, the Spirit compels me empowers me it calls holy spirit give you the desire minister to want to feed on his commands and give you the desires if you don't have it because you won't have it because it's not natural he give you the desire that's right pastor spiritually for spiritual things and you're gonna call upon the word of god when your flesh begins to get all out of whack. This is why we have to be slow to speak. Pastor, this is how you know me when it comes to the mind. But I thank you. I thank you for the word of God. I just want you all to know that this life, this Christian life, the only way it can be true victory is that you have the mind of Christ. Because when you don't have the mind of Christ, you're operating in an insane mind.